Welcome to Aminid Wellness Academy's podcast series, Resuscitating Life, your ultimate source of positive energy and empowering transformation, where we break down barriers, bust through limiting beliefs, and we shatter those glass ceilings so that you can breathe life back into every facet of your being. Hosted by Aminid Wellness Academy's very own vibrant, passionate, and dynamic board-certified nurse coach, Amanda Johnson. Let's dive in and resuscitate the extraordinary life you were always meant to lead. Hello, and welcome back to Aminith Wellness Academy's podcast series, Resuscitating Life, episode number 12. Today's episode is titled, Balancing Act. Managing stress during a stressful season. In life, we go through these seasons where we have more stress than others for a multitude of reasons, whether that is the stress of the holidays that are coming up and all that entails, whether it's the stress of work and work-life balance, and maybe it's financial stress, maybe it is the physical stress, whether that's health and wellness within your life or within your family, or maybe the physical stress is just also like managing your home and managing what it takes to keep everything going and afloat uh, within the day-to-day life that you have. Maybe there is relational stress uh, due to relational dynamics, friends and family dynamics in our life and how that impacts the choices that we make each day. Um, It impacts our social um, obligations and responsibilities. It impacts how we interact with other people and how we also engage within ourselves and talk to care for ourselves is just as important as how we talk to and care for others, if not more important. And so as we head into the holiday season this year, I wanted to talk about stress, but I want to talk about it just how do we handle this in life in general? Because when you are creating a resuscitated life, a life that is vibrant and full and exciting, that you wake up excited each day to live, you are so full of joy and peace. That comes from learning how to navigate the stress in your life and really becoming a master at identifying those stressful seasons, those stressful um, triggers in our life and beginning to put a process in place to work through that so that we don't let that stressful season, time or situation stop us dead in our tracks, that we don't let that season hold us complacent to where we are, but that we see it, we begin to understand it and we work through it so that we can have that joy and peace and vibrancy that we desire, even when things are just maybe stressed to the max. Is this possible? Yes, it is absolutely possible. I have experienced it many times over in my own life and I've seen it in other people's lives. When you see people navigating some of the most difficult seasons circumstances and situations of life possible and yet they have joy and peace they have love in their hearts that is just unexplainable 
And that's because they are navigating through this stressful situation in a, in a way that is serving and supporting them. And that is so key to creating that vibrant, thriving life that we talk about here at Resuscitating Life. So as we have identified some of the triggers, so to say, that create stressful situations in our life, whether that's the relationships, the finances, the obligations, the balancing of everything in life. When we begin to see each of these and see how they impact our life, and we can pull them apart one by one so I can look and see how the dynamics of this relationship, how this is threading into all of the other relationships in my life. It's threading into even how I show up each day. And am I okay with that? Or would, is there something about that I would want to change? And so taking a pause to look at that situation, that relationship, and questioning it so that you can have the answer and you can begin to know how to move forward. The financial pressures in life, you know, managing a house, managing kids and a family and work and health and wellness is not cheap, not easy, and oftentimes is extremely stress producing. And how do we identify what is important to us, what is non-negotiable in our finances, and how do we create that financial security? through some of the stressful times. The obligations with other people uh, and recognizing the social events. So whether, you know, your kids got invited to four birthday parties this weekend and you have two events with your family that you are trying to navigate and how do we fit all these in and just the stress of like, man, are we going to have to split the family up and these people go this way and these people go this way or how can we navigate this all together? And making that choice to pick and choose which events that you do and recognizing that you are in control of that and then balancing work and life and all that surrounds that. That is always a huge challenge in families is that work-life balance because we don't want to just work to have the finances to live because then we, we don't get to enjoy the life if we're spending all of our time at work. <clears throat> and how do we create the opportunity to live while still working and, and have what we need? These are some of the top stress-producing things in our life. Well, there's many, many, many other things. These are some of the ones that are pretty constant in people's lives and throughout their time together. And so navigating that and finding tools and strategies to work through each of these can take what could be the most stressful season of your life and turning it into a season of peace, calmness, and joy amongst the stress. While we cannot always remove that stressor in our life, what we can do is work with that stressor in our life. So how do we not let it stop us where we are? How do we utilize it to help us become even better 
and we can begin to implement some tools and resources to make life better without spending any money, without getting any new gadgets or going any new place. There are some simple tools that we're going to talk about today that you can begin to utilize in your life right now so that you can create some peace, some joy, some happiness in your life, even if you're walking through one of the most stressful seasons of your life. When we are talking about stress and when you can feel your body just be so tense and not able to relax, a very simple technique that you can use in the moment of these stressful times is a technique called uh, box breathing. And box breathing is simply just taking a deep breath in, holding it, slowly releasing it, holding it, and then taking another deep breath in. And this is a great way to begin to slow down your nervous system response to allow you to become fully present in the moment. This is a great way to release, breathe away the tension, the anxiety, the stress of the moment. So if you are feeling completely overwhelmed by maybe it's, let's say, a financial stress, a decision that you're having to make in the moment, and you are completely stressed. And you recognize that because your body's so tense. So a technique that you can use is to do some box breathing. And that's just taking a deep breath in through your nose for the count of four. And you count in to the count of four. And then you hold it for the count of four. And then you release it for the count of four. And after you release it, you count to four again. And then you do that all over again. And doing this a couple times allows you to become fully present in the moment, to slow down your pace, both mentally and physically, match your mind and body up in the speed at which you're moving and the sensations that you're feeling so that you can become fully present in the moment, focused, centered on the decision you need to make and release away the anxiety that that current situation may be causing and then make the choice from there. Connecting back to our breath is one of the most powerful resources that we have within us to regulate our nervous system, to begin to slow us down and to become fully present. But it's also a thing that we have that we brush aside or we don't tap into or don't utilize the most because it's so readily available and we forget the power of our breath. And so I would invite you into just throughout the day, try it. Try taking some deep breaths in at the same cadence. So whether that's four, three, seven, whatever it is to the same count, you're breathing in for that count. So the count of four, so breathe in two, three, four, hold it. Two, three, four, out. Two, three, four, hold it. Two, 
three, four, and in. Whatever that looks like for you so that you can slow down and become present in the moment. That is a great way if you are just in the heat of the moment, whether it's a decision, a conversation, um, a letter, email that you are reading, whatever it is, and all of a sudden you get startled and fill your body tense up. That's a great way to, to settle that back down. Another practice that I love to do, and I do this all the time, especially if I am heading into a, well, I use it for anything, but especially a difficult conversation, a difficult situation, or even if like I am leading a situation, a event, um, a topic, I, visualization is one of the most powerful things that we can do. And it's like that predictor of what is going to end up happening. So what that would look like is just playing over in your mind over and over again what you want that situation, that conversation, that event to be like. Picturing yourself. How do you show up? What are the words that you say? What are the things that you do that make that a powerful circumstance conversation, a powerful event in your life. So if you are going to a social engagement and you are a very shy person, so much introverted, but you really want to enjoy this social engagement, visualize yourself. How are you carrying yourself? What are you wearing? What are you saying? Visualize how you are speaking and engaging with other people. And do this over and over again. Visualize it as you want it to be. And so that way when you're in the moment, you will have already told your mind and body how to respond to the situation. And you get to lean into that. You get to lean in and show up as you have been visualizing yourself. There is so much research into the power of visualization and what it can do for you when you take the time to slow down. Even if it's just taking two minutes to play this over in your mind and how you want the conversation to go, you want the event to go, whatever it is. And the more you visualize it, the more you are bringing that into practice, what what is going to take place um, in doing so. And so just setting aside some time throughout the day. Again, this doesn't cost anything other than two minutes of your time to sit, close your eyes, get still for a moment and visualize the outcome that you are desiring in that moment. And then Another beautiful way to bring mindfulness into your day is to incorporate it into your daily activities. What does that look like? So becoming fully present and fully aware, grounded into your days. Some wonderful ways to do this is through a walk outside, even if it's just five or ten minutes. One of my favorite things that I have been doing lately that has revolutionized how I show up each day when I do this is to take a walk barefoot outside and get in the grass. 
Um, it's a grounding exercise to get grounded back down into the earth. And while I recognize we're heading into winter and in some parts of the country, it is very cold uh, and snowy in a lot of parts. You wouldn't want to do this during those times, but finding a way to connect with the outdoors is a great way to incorporate incorporate mindfulness into your daily practice. So whether that's a walk outside, a grounding exercise, like I said, getting barefoot in the grass. I mean, this may sound a little far-fetched and a little far out there, but even, you know, um, hugging a tree or just leaning up against a tree, really um, taking the moment to incorporate the sights, sounds, smells of nature. There is lots of research to show the anti-anxiety, antidepressant that this is, this natural antidepressant, anti-anxiety medicine that we have in the world, just by being outside, even for five to 10 minutes a day, to soak in the sights, the sounds, the smells, listening to the water streaming by, or the lake or the ocean, hearing the birds chirp, feeling the wind on your face, and really soaking in that morning sunlight if you can, even again for five minutes to step outside. These are all great ways to pause for a brief moment in your day. Invite in that presence, that moment with yourself to engage with who you are and who you are being and allow the calming, relaxing effects of being fully present in the moment and to explore different ways to really center and focus your mind to remove the distractions of the rest of the day, to remove all the distractions of the moment and just focus on, on you for that one moment so that you can be fully present and make the best decisions possible because you have released any of those outside distractions. And then another very important way to work through or manage stress in our life is through what I would call boundaries. I would really call it intentional boundaries and recognizing that you have the ability to say yes and to say no to anything in your life and that there is power in those two words. The art of saying no, I think, is something that we don't talk about very often. And there's a concept I want to introduce here that I recognized in my life that I, I heard through um, one of the mentors that I was listening to. This has been about 10 years ago now in my life. And adopting this theory or this understanding, I wouldn't even say it's a theory because it's true. Um, it's totally true. Is that if you are saying no to something, you are saying yes to something else. But if we think of that in the reverse, if I'm saying yes to this, that means I'm saying no to something else in my life right now. 
I may not be fully present or aware of what that exactly is, especially if you are just beginning to dive into this concept. But think about it. If you are saying yes to something, that does mean that you are turning down something else. So where is this important to understand in our life? This is really, really important to understand when we are talking about obligations. When we are talking about those social engagements that we feel obligated to go to. For whatever reason that is in our life. And I'm not saying that social obligations are bad. I'm just saying if you have worked a 70 hour week and you are extremely tired and your kids have been waiting to spend time with you and you have been waiting to just relax and unwind, but there's this obligation to go to this family event and you have the opportunity in that moment to say yes to going to that family event. But in doing so, you're saying no to your rest after working 70 hours that week. You're saying no to your intentional time with your kids because you're going to that obligation that you were asked to go to. And you are saying no to giving time to just you. And, but you're saying yes to this obligation. And I'm not going to say that either one of those are right or wrong. But it's understanding what it is that you are saying no to. And what it is that you are saying yes to. And that is so important. Where this played out in my life was I, when I was a leader, a nurse leader, in the hospital and I was working at least, at the very least, 70 hours a week. My daughter was playing club soccer and traveling every weekend. And my son was in Cub Scouts. And so any moment that I had that I wasn't at work, they wanted to see me, but I needed rest. And then my family needed time, my marriage needed time, and I began to recognize that if I was saying yes to one thing, I was saying no to another. So if I was saying yes to traveling to see my daughter play soccer, which was so important to me, I was saying no to my rest, my rejuvenation, my recuperation from such a hard week at work. I was saying no to my son and my family and my marriage because I was saying yes to my daughter. And if I was saying yes to my marriage, I was saying no to my kids. If I was saying yes to work and continuing to work 70 hours a week, I was saying no to the reason I was doing that. And the reason I was doing that was for my family. And I had to come to an understanding of where were my priorities, what were they, and in what order did I have them in, and did I need to rearrange them? Because, see, if I'm saying yes to one thing, I'm saying no to another. So I want to make sure that my yeses and nos are evenly balanced when it comes to life, when it comes to these relationships, and making sure that I was definitely carving out to, 
time for those things that I wanted to say yes to and recognizing that it was okay to say no to the things that were not the top priority in that moment. That I had to go through a process to get my life and my priorities back in order that someday I would be able to say yes to those things. But in the moment, I just couldn't do that. And that there is beauty in imperfection. We are imperfect. We are perfectly imperfect people in this world. Let me say that again. Every human being in this world is perfectly imperfect. There is not a single one of us on this planet that is perfect. And when we can recognize that and see that, and we can really live into that, and we can release the desire to be perfect at all times, to create the perfect birthday parties, to create the perfect dinner parties, the the perfect engagements for other people, that our house is absolutely perfect and spotless at all times, that our cars are perfect, that how we present ourselves and how we even show up at the grocery store as perfect. When we can release that away and we can be perfectly imperfect, there is a lot of power in that. When I began to realize that, I began to shift the time spent in my life in the areas that were important to me. When I could recognize that while having a clean house and a put together house is important, it is not the most important thing. It does not require me to be short-tempered or angry when things are messy or dirty. But it's just like, hey, you know what? I did. I worked a 60-hour work week, and I would love to have you over for dinner, and I'm sorry if my house is is not 100% spotless. But I wanted to make sure that I had the time to invest in this time together with you because you're that important to me that I put my time and energy into that so I was prepared so that I had the rest, the recuperation, and the joy in this moment then that would have been taken away if I was up all night cleaning the house, scrubbing the places you're never even going to look in my house, or whatever it is. Um, So when we can really step into what it means to be perfectly imperfect, recognize that, and allow it to be a part of our everyday life. One of the things that I love to say is B minus work is what gets the needle moving faster than anything else in life. And if I can strive for B minus work, I will have so much more enjoyment, so much more peace in my life because I'm letting things happen even when they're messy, even when I don't have it all figured out. But I'm working at it. And I am bringing in those experiences that when I allow that to happen, I get to create the opportunities to support and and remove the stress. Why do I have to be stressed about this being absolutely perfect? And saying, yep, sorry, I I made a mistake there, or I didn't do this right, um, or whatever it is. But hey, that's okay, because at least I just get to spend time with you, or I get to have this conversation with you, or I get to create this one thing, or do this one thing. Because if I waited for it to be perfect, it would never be done. So recognizing that there is so much beauty and passion in the imperfections in life. And then also 
lastly, one of the things I would say is creating boundaries for yourself. So boundaries for self-care, boundaries for caring for you in what you need and being able to recognize that is one of the most important things you can do because each of us navigate stress differently than the next. And so what does this boundary look like for you? So for me, what these boundaries look like is I set aside time every single morning, at least 15 minutes, ideally 30. But at the very least, when I am just dead tired, at least 15 minutes in the morning for my meditation, my journaling thought work time, my prayer time. And then creating time in the day. Like I need to get outside, a non-negotiable. I need to get outside for at least 10 minutes a day. I don't set the, the bar super high. I set it for what I know that I can achieve that will also bring joy and fulfillment into my life. So get outside for 10 minutes. Doesn't matter what the weather is, get out and soak up the beautiful outdoors, rain, sleet, hail, snow, sun, heat, whatever it is, soak it up for 10 minutes to bring that in, to go for a walk, to release. I've always recognized in my life a challenge is what I need to release. A lot of pent-up frustration, a lot of just maybe anxiety or stress or whatever it is, a challenge. So whether that is a good yoga workout, a good weight routine, lifting heavy weights at the gym, whether that's walking outside, but really challenging myself is how I release a lot of that. So what does that look like for you? What would be your boundaries for yourself to say, hey, if I'm going to be my best self and I am going to live a resuscitated life that is joyful, vibrant, thriving, that I wake up each day, what do I need to do each day to contribute to that? What do I need to start doing today? Is it setting up boundaries around relationships? Is it setting up boundaries around myself? Learning to say no to people? Is it taking the opportunity to invite in physical movement, whether that's exercise, yoga, um, weight training, cardiovascular, aerobics, whatever it is? Is that what it is? Is it making sure that I get six to eight hours of sleep a night so that I can show up my best self? See, we often think that when we say yes to ourselves, that that's one of the most selfish things that we can do in this world. And I want to tell you, it is one of the most selfless things that you can do. Because when you begin to set up these boundaries, like we've talked about here, so boundaries about what parties do I go to? You mean like what birthday parties, family parties, social engagements do I go to? And giving yourself permission to say no to the ones that just, I just can't do it today. Whether that's because you've had a busy work week, whether that's because you are not in the right mental space because of whatever that meeting's going to be, that engagement's going to be. Or just saying like, I really need to take care of myself today. I cannot do this. And being okay with that. Because the next time you see them, you will be that much healthier, that much more engaged, 
because you will have taken time for you. See, when you take time for you, you are actually giving to yourself, which allows you to give to others so much more freely than trying to cram a hundred things into a day where you really have space for 10. And it allows you to enjoy those things that you are doing so that you are excited, that you are joyful and vibrant and thriving in each of those. So as you navigate a stressful time, a stressful season, as you navigate the stresses of life, some simple tools, some simple resources that you can utilize, as we talked about today, is breathing, becoming fully present and being connected with your breath, visualizing what you want that to be, and doing that over and over again. It is taking the moment to incorporate mindfulness into your daily life, five minutes outside, five minutes sitting still and silent with your own thoughts, or maybe it's journaling, um, or drawing, or art, or planting, or whatever it is, taking some time to do that. Recognizing and embracing being perfectly imperfect in life. Learning to say no to the things that are not giving to you at the moment, but taking from you, so that you can fill your cup up, so that then you can be pouring from a full cup within. Creating those boundaries for you, for your time, for your family's time. As you navigate this season of life, know that you have the opportunity each and every day to decide how you want to show up today so that you can create that vibrant, thriving life that you desire. So until next time, let's keep resuscitating life one breath, one thought at a time. Thank you for tuning in and sharing this time with me. For more of this great work by Amanda Johnson at Amanda's Wellness Academy, you can find me at Resuscitating Life Facebook group and at amanethwellness.com. That is A-M-A-N-E-T-H wellness.com. Until next time, let's keep resuscitating life one thought at a time.